It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is our throwback review of the 1964 film, Mary Poppins. Fire! Light up the sky. It's the entertainment thrill of a lifetime. Mary Poppins, Walt Disney's newest and most delightfully entertaining motion picture. Starring the toast of Broadway's musical stage, the incomparable Julie Andrews. For a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down, the medicine go down, medicine go down. Just a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down in a most delightful way. And America's fabulous funny man, Dick Van Dyke, as you've never seen him before. The fabulous adventures of the world's most charming and delightfully eccentric heroine. I can tell you one thing, Winifred. I don't propose standing idly by and letting that woman, Mary Poppins, undermine the discipline of... There's been something odd, I mentioned, extremely odd, about the behavior of this household since that woman arrived. Yes, dear? Ow! They're out of the game! Yes, the wondrous and magical ways of Walt Disney's Mary Poppins so completely and so hilariously discombobulate the family with whom she comes to stay in such delightfully amazing ways. Their lives are never again quite the same. And nor will yours be when you've been touched by the magic of this magnificent new motion picture from Walt Disney, Mary Poppins. Hell, it's a jolly holiday with Mary. Oh, super calibration that gets me yellow Even though the sound of it is something quite atrocious. If you say it loud enough, you'll always sound precocious. Super calibration that gets me yellow Goodbye, Mary Poppins. Don't stay away too long. All right, everyone. You were just listening to the trailer for the 1964 film, Mary Poppins. And the story is as follows. When Jane and Michael, the children of the wealthy uptight Banks family, are faced with the prospect of a new nanny, they are pleasantly surprised by the arrival of the magical Mary Poppins. Embarking on a series of fantastical adventures with Mary and her cockney performer friend, Bert, the siblings try to pass on some of their nanny's sunny attitude to their preoccupied parents. The film is starring Julie Andrews, Dick Van Dyke, David Tomlinson, and Glynis Johns. It is directed by Robert Stevenson, screenplay by Bill Walsh, and Don DeGrati. Joining me for this review, I have Michael Schwartz. I feel like I've waited my whole life 
to get to this moment here to discuss Mary Poppins, a film that has just been there the entire time. So I'm still looking forward to this episode. I also have with me Cody Derricks. Chim Chim Tree Boys. <laughs> and Dan Bear. Stepping time! All right, everyone, let's talk Mary Poppins. Is that your start third with or Admiral Boom? Accent? <laughs> I have no idea what I was going for there, but I tried. All right. A little bit of both, I'd say. Do I get credit for trying? Absolute credit. <laughs> yes. Okay. Spitzback. Well, um, I, I, I suppose we're doing this because obviously a 1v poll over next best picture voted on by the fans thank you very much and michael is especially as you heard very appreciative (laughs) uh we're doing this in anticipation for the release of mary poppins returns the movie that is surely going to break all of michael schwartz's circuit boards and refry his entire system and i I, I'm, i'm very confident michael that mary poppins returns might be your film of the decade i am i am well, supremely well, that, confident that about this stretch, but i'm sure it'll be way up there with some of the greats that i've seen in recent years and i've seen the film i'm not going to talk about that film here on this review no the focus is going to be on the 1964 classic musical disney live action film let's first kick it off with michael schwartz michael you said it yourself. You've been waiting your whole life for this. The floor is yours, my friend. What do you think of Mary Poppins? To understand the appeal that Mary Poppins has and the connection that people have to this material, I think everyone needs to go back and think of the first time that they saw this movie. Now, whether that means you were 25 when you saw it or you were 25 days old, you know, I feel like everyone comes to this from a different place, but many people see Mary Poppins for the first time when they're very young. Some people have it as their first movie. For me, Mary Poppins was one of these things that I probably saw for the first time when I was, I want to say, two or three. And from then, I just had this connection to Julie Andrews. She was like this secondary mother or grandmother or like babysitter, just someone who was a presence in your life, even if you didn't know her. Having that on top of like my grandfather having this giant crush on Julie Andrews and always loving her work. It was just like she was always this presence in my life. And I just can't think of a year from the time I was two or three up until now when I'm 23, where this movie hasn't been a staple, where I haven't gone a year without watching it, listening to the soundtrack, uh, just having some sort of connection to Mary Poppins in my life. And just the beauty of the story, as crazy as it is at times, I think it just resonates with so many people. And I'm just, again, so excited to discuss this all with the three of you and see where it lands in your lives and hear about how it connects. All right. Cody Derricks. And uh, and wait, 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 Cody, before you begin, Michael, I need you to promise me (laughs) that if people have qualms with Mary Poppins, we're going to keep things civil. We're going to keep things in order. We are nothing if civil on this podcast. All right. Don't blow us down the street. (laughs) Okay. Um, I also grew up, um, pretty heavily watching Mary Poppins a lot. I was a kid that um, I weirdly had this sort of uh, self-proclaimed and self-done brand loyalty to Disney. Um, I made a point to exclusively watch Disney movies for the most part, except for other, you know, big splashy musicals. Um, I loved collecting all those clamshell VHS tapes. I loved putting them in order. And Mary Poppins is one of those movies I just always would pop on as a kid. And I would, you know, like every young boy does, put on a dress and pretend I was Julie Andrews while watching the movie. Yes. Um, <laughs> thank you, Daniel. Okay, we didn't go that far in the Schwartz household. 
<laughs> um, uh, yeah, I also just grew up with it and I've seen it a lot and I love it. I mean, there's not much more to say. I'm, I'm, I'm not as, you know, I'm not waving the banner as hard as Michael is, but I, I, I kind of agree with him. Okay. Dan. Um, so let me explain to everyone how much I love this movie. Um, when I was growing up, there was something called VHS tapes. <laughs> and they were they were these things that you could put into this machine and it would record something off the TV and you would have this thing that it didn't record it to a box it recorded it to a thing that kind of looked like a box but whatever um and so but you couldn't skip commercials like you can with the TiVo or DVR today you had to fast forward through them and the only copy of Mary Poppins we had in my house was a VHS tape that we had taped recorded off of, you know, some Sunday morning recording on ABC. And I have suffered through all those commercials so many times that I can not only quote the movie backwards and forwards, but I know exactly where the commercial breaks were and remember most of the commercials. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's so real. That's so real, Dan. <laughs> it is so real. I, it the the movie is just like it's a masterpiece of family friendly entertainment. I mean, this thing, it, you anyone like Michael said, like anyone from nine days old to ninety nine years old and beyond can love it. There is really something in it for everyone. Um, it, I mean, even though it's long, I can, I was, I never got antsy with it as a kid. I was always entranced by it. Um, and I think we'll go later into the reasons why, but it is just, it's just a fantastic, fantastic movie. Okay. So from my experience with Mary Poppins, um, I too grew up in the world of VHS tapes and <laughs> I used to have a ton of of VHS Disney uh, tapes. That's pretty much what I grew up on was anything that was like an animated cartoon, Disney, maybe some 20th Century Fox stuff. I don't know, but primarily Disney. Like the Disney Masterpiece Collections? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So definitely. Those in the gigantic plastic containers. Yep. I, I, I'm yeah. actually so unwieldy. copy right now as we speak. I was looking at it He's earlier. clutching it close. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I mean, it's part of the reason why I have a huge library collection today in the world of streaming. I believe I was heavily influenced by this because my parents just bought us movies as, as, as a kid. And I locked myself in my basement and I watched Disney movies nonstop as a child. I was very fond of the cartoon Disney films. I was not fond of the Mary Poppins and the Pete's dragons and anything that was live action. That was like, not really my jam as a kid, mm. but I did watch Mary Poppins a few times. I will admit that now almost 29 years old, I do not remember Mary Poppins uh, all that well. So mm. yesterday when I rewatched the film for the first time, since I was a young kid, I felt like I was seeing the movie for the first time ever. I was viewing it through this brand new critical lens mind that I have. And I also was watching it with the faint, faint memory and nostalgia of being that kid in that basement 
and remembering seeing some of these scenes play out and thinking to myself, oh, this is boring or, oh, that that's really cool with the, you know, cartoon creatures and things like that. Like I I, like I was transported back to how I felt then. Um, But this film was never for me. Um, And it still kind of isn't for me now, I will admit to that. But at the same time, um, I think that the way that I see films now heavily influenced why I am ultimately positive on this movie. Because I think that, first and foremost, some of the, the direction here by Robert Stevenson is, for the time period, for 1964, I mean, even I was watching some of these scenes yeah. play out and thinking to myself, like... How did they do How'd this they back do then? Oh, oh yeah, my God. it's incredible. I, I I was wowed by the technical mastery on display, like that scene in the bedroom where so the good. cabinets are opening and closing, uh, and the um, objects are moving like into the drawers and stuff. And I'm saying to myself, I, I need to watch some behind the scenes clips or something. I I because I don't know back then. You know, before the invention of computers like we have today and things like that. I don't know how they did it. <laughs> my, my favorite one that I still can't to this day figure out how they did is she takes the lamp out of her carpet bag. And yes. the lamp is already lit. Yes. <laughs> I, I have seen this movie, I don't know how many dozens of times. And so to this day, I how the fuck did they do that? <laughs> I also was paying attention a lot to Julie Andrews' performance because um, obviously mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. another lens that I view movies on is I now view them through the lens of, oh, well, this won the Academy Award. So let's see what the Hullabaloo is all about here. And I'm watching the performance of Julie Andrews to try and figure out, okay, why did she win the Oscar for this performance? And we'll get into that a little bit later when we discuss the awards that Mary Poppins uh, did, <laughs> did well with or, and also lost uh, to, might I add. Um, but surprisingly, I, I was very taken aback by this. I did not expect this at all. The performance in the movie that I got the most enjoyment out of was actually David Tomlinson oh, as George yes. Banks. Oh, he yeah. is so – the entire cast is wonderful. But Yes, absolutely. He is so good. That is a oh. devastating performance when you really break it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's the thing that I most glommed onto this time was the yeah. tragic oh, as an adult, adults, yeah. tragedy oh of just God. adulthood as a concept. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, very much so. And I, and I was very surprised at how much that resonated with me here. And I, I'm, I'm actually pleasantly surprised to hear that you guys got a similar reaction out of it oh, this yeah. time. Oh, yeah. I think he around. should have been up for supporting actor that year. His walk yeah. to the park at the yes. end in particular oh, it breaks my... my heart every time. Now, the only thing I'm a little – uh, confused by as I'm still like th- the film doesn't make it so evidently clear in the early goings why George Banks is the way that he is until like as the story progresses and especially when he takes over the third act of the film I feel yeah. like mm-hmm. um, so I was kind of left this entire time just wondering uh, is this just supposed to be you know a kids film for kids and so we're just supposed to see that oh daddy is stressed and daddy is stern and we don't exactly know why daddy is stressed and stern. And we're seeing this movie more from the children's point of view, mm-hmm. which is another thing that I kind of just want to comment on really quickly. Other than, you know, the technical wizardry of the filmmaking, I can see how this movie thematically might be a little tough for adult audiences to kind of consume 
as opposed to children. It, do, like, can anyone uh, understand where I'm coming from with that point of view? Uh, I think it depends. Oh, go on, Cody. Sorry. Um, I, I mean, that the whole third act, I remember watching as a kid. I, I think I watched that part less. I'm partially because it's such a long freaking movie that, you know, you get tired yeah. as a kid and get bored. But also, I think it, it gets very heavy almost and, you know, adult-oriented. It's depressing. It's depressing. Um, also, Matt, to your point, I think the origin of Mr. Banks, uh, his personality kind of lies. There's a almost throwaway line when he's getting, I think it's when he's getting fired, um, where they mention yeah. his father also worked at the bank. Yes. So and I his think, father and his father right. and... So like all the part of what Mary is there to do is to kind of put a halt to this continuing chain of, you know, bank oriented men ignoring their kids. Yeah, no, I, I totally understand that part of it for sure. I, I, you know, I just think that the the lighter tone that the movie takes on, I think is something that it, it's, it's a very interesting movie in that it definitely tries to appeal to both kids and adults. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do feel that it has its hand tilted a little bit more towards uh, the kid-friendly aspects more than um, creating a form of entertainment that adults can watch. Unless if, honestly, unless if you're like Michael and the musicals and, and the songs and stuff are really your jam. And that's and and that's all you need. For me, I was looking for more of a thematic line and more of a – I was looking for just a little bit more substance, I guess you could say. I think it depends the era in which you're viewing this from. Because sure. if you go back to mm-hmm. 1964, this was almost like Broadway at the movie theaters. You yeah. have this toasted mm-hmm. Broadway Julie Andrews from Camelot and My Fair Lady mm-hmm. starring in this big original movie musical based off fam- famous series uh, children's novels. But the technical wizardry on display and the songs, it felt like you were seeing this brand new really popular Broadway production and all you had to do was go to the movie theater to see it. It so, was the avatar of its day. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> avatar of its day. I mean, those With effects lasting, no one had done anything impressions, had. Though. Yeah. Right. I can remember these characters' names. <laughs> True. So for an audience in 1964, you're going to see this and, you know, you might not really care about the story or care that it's just pretty much a series of, you know, not vignettes, but like a pretty episodic. You, you, you go from, but that's exactly, that's exactly how I saw it. I, I, I kind of, and because, and also too, because it is long, it's, it's almost two and a half hours long. Yeah. I, 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 I needed personally on this, on this next viewing, I, I did find myself feeling like, okay, like this is cheery and this is fun to, you know, have these songs about, you know, made up words like supercalifragilisticexpialidocious and things like that. But I don't understand, like, what, like, is there a message I'm supposed to be taking away from this other than uh, don't take life so seriously and try to have some fun? Well, I mean, <laughs> it's also about the importance of family and about how evil banks are. <laughs> well, then just talk about that animated <laughs> sequence. Like, you could still have the same themes of the movie and the same exact plot with and cut that sequence like it doesn't really add to the story of the film fair but then you wouldn't have mary poppins being mary poppins without that you know a lot of it is for the sheer spectacle and i don't begrudge it for that because i think what it is is just so delightful and maybe i'm just talking from a biased place growing up from you know hearing these songs all over again and yeah yeah you know when i would watch it probably before the age of five my earliest viewings they would just be the songs like we would see 
spoonful of sugar, then rewind a little bit, then see Jolly Holiday, rewind, or not rewind, fast forward a little bit, fast mm-hmm. forward from that, and then supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, and we would just like see the highlights of the songs. But by the time I turned five, you know, I probably still didn't fully understand everything happening with the bank and Mr. Banks. But that's when I sort of got this deeper appreciation from these scenes that sort of connect the musical numbers. And again, watching it now at age 23 and, you know, being able to, I would hope, fully assess this material, uh, you know, it has a different connection now. Yeah. I I would say this to you, Matt. I, I think that this movie is the biggest through line is about the importance of remembering what life was like when you were a child and how that can get away from you, but how important it is to never, ever lose that. But I'm going to make the same complaint that I would make if this was a 2018 new release, and that is for such a straightforward takeaway message Mm -hmm. did i did it really need to be two hours and you know 19 minutes to tell me that (laughs) i would argue i mean that that i think that depends on the person but i think that because of the um the world building and the, the the thing is like yes it's long and you could cut things but each individual scene I personally find so enjoyable. Oh yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not saying that I was bored or anything like that at all. No, no, no. All the performances. Whoever mentioned before that this is a fantastic ensemble. Like this is not a boring movie or anything like that by any means. Glynis Johns, (laughs) Broadway icon, Glynis Johns. Glynis Mm -hmm. Johns, so freaking how how Gladys Cooper gets nominated for five minutes of doing nothing in My Fair Lady and Glynis Johns gets nothing. Oh, be nice to Gladys. This brilliant <laughs> comic creation in Mrs. Banks is just, I... She wore great uh, dresses. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to our review of Mary Poppins here on the Next Best Picture podcast. Unfortunately, this is a preview of the full review because in order to get the full review, you will have to head over to our Patreon at Patreon Next Best Picture, where for $1 minimum a month, you will get this review along with other exclusive podcast content. Also, too, we really appreciate your support on there as well. It's what helps to keep the show running as much as it does. If you're also feeling generous, head on over to iTunes, where if you rate us five stars, leave us a comment. It helps us to get discovered, and we really, really appreciate that. You can subscribe to us on there, also on SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, Acast, CastBox, and now newly on Spotify. Thank you so much for listening, as always. We shall see you all next time. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.